Welcome to Daha Chinese History and Culture Podcast. Here we are offering you the constructional Chinese history and what's the thoughts, origins, and background knowledge behind the stories. We also provide several Chinese vocabularies related with the story to help you understand and memorize. Let's get started. Hi everyone, I'm Jill, the co-host and a Chinese language teacher in Daha Chinese. Hi, I'm Caroline. I'm the founder of Daha Chinese. Today, we're going to discuss a unique and somewhat unreal system in Chinese history: the passing of the throne. Shanzhang, right?、Mm-hmm. Personally, I find the system hard to believe because it seems like a major challenge for humanity. I'm not sure if people living in historical times could be that naive among <laughs> their survivals. <laughs> yeah, this system is called Shanrang,、mm-hmm. which involves not passing the throne to the leader's son, as we usually know, but rather giving the power to whoever is truly talented and moral. Exactly. <laughs> in Reality: If the previous king's son had supporters, he would likely pose a threat to the new king. There must have been like conspiracies and human dramas involved in the process. So I don't really believe this idea truly existed. However, since Confucius and his、uh, like Disneyland of conclusions. He wanted Confucianism to provide a good interpretation of history. Therefore, he might have altered the history a bit. I see it as a way to discuss the topic. Then why should we discuss this?、Hmm. I believe it reveals how Confucianism perceives the world and what the ideal system would be according to Confucius. However, even after thousands of years, such systems don't truly exist in our life. Democracy is one of the more similar ways to govern, but it still poses a challenge for humanity. As the saying goes, "Power corrupts people." I'm not quite following. At first, you mentioned that Shanrang system was Confucius' expectation. Then you said democracy is similar to the system. It's already confusing. Finally, you mentioned the challenge for humanity not to be corrupt when holding power. Really, should explain about all of this. Okay. So, firstly, the Shanrang system aims to let a capable person ascend to the throne. Right. So, if we look at elections, the outgoing president needs to give up power and pass it to elected successor. This aspect is more similar to Shanrang, and the difference lies in the fact that in Shanrang, the emperor or king willingly give up the power. So. That's the similarity and some differences between the two. As a power corrupting people, when individuals thrive for power, it signifies their eagerness or ambition to control something. It becomes a test 
of how they pursue their goals. They may resort to eliminating their enemies, or, in the case of Shanrang, they might even kill the previous king's prince to establish their own power and legitimacy. So, therefore, I believe the system still sparks controversy. That's a really long one. May I ask if you could use one sentence, just one,、mm? to summarize the point that you just mentioned and let our audience get it really quick? Okay. So to be fair, the Shanzhang, I think, is under controversy. However, it really provides us another way to think about how the power affects us and the politics system we have around us. Okay. Before we dive into today's story, let's talk about the three key words of the story. They are, 方式方式 means the way of doing something, or you may say method. Second, 继承人继承人 means successor. The last one, 能力能力 means the ability. First is. 方式 means the way of doing something or the method. So we could say, 做事的方式 the way of doing things, doing things, 做事 and let's make the sentence longer. We are all different from the way of doing things. So we could say, 做事的方式不一样不一样 means Different. So, if we want to say we are different from the way to doing things, we can say 我们做事的方式不一样 Actually, I have a very different way to do things with Jill.、Mm-hmm. So we can say 我和 Jill 做事的方式很不一样 Yes, and the second is 继承人 The successor, 继承 means to inherit. 人 means person. So, 继承人 means those who inherit the wealthness or the power by the last generation. We could say, 他是这间公司的继承人 That's a very long one. Okay, let's break it down. 这间 is this, and 公司 means company. So the sentence says, 他是这间公司的继承人 means he or she is the successor of this company. We can also say, 我继承了一大笔遗产 I inherit a big amount of legacy. Also, there's a funny sentence on the internet says, "Your 就是妈妈的，妈妈的总有一天是你的 That means your money belongs to your mother, and your mother's money will be yours one day. <laughs> That's the concept of 继承 the inherit, right? <laughs> That's really idealy. <laughs> yes,、yeah, sometimes it never returns.、Mm, okay. Yeah. 
The next one is 能力 means the ability. If we said the person is capable, we could say 他很有能力 He or she has good ability to do something. Hmm. We can also say 他能力很好 His ability is very good. And now we have the three words. The first one. 方式 the way of doing something, 继承人 successor, 能力 ability. Now let's get into the story. Yao and Shun were the pioneers of 禅让 After Huangdi defeated Qiyou, Chinese civilization had a big jump. With the infrastructure developing and the lifestyle veering from cattle grazing to agriculture, upon the death of Huangdi, Yao was recommended as the successor, 继位人 in terms of the method, 方式 of 禅让 Huangdi did not pass down the throne to his own blood using conventional methods, 方式 but passed it down to the true successor, 继位人 That has the ability, 能力 instead. Not disappointing, Huang Di, Yao was an excellent leader, bringing people stable life. Yao further recruited Shun as the advisor because Shun was like himself, has the ability, 能力 that helped deal with the state affairs. Shun thereby became the second successor, 继位人 to keep lasting the system of 禅让 Xia Dynasty's first leader, Yu. Xia Dynasty began under the reign of Yu. Similarly, Yao passed the throne down to Yu. Firstly, because he helped mitigate the flood and efficiently improved people's life quality and safety. And because Yao realized his son's ignorance and powerlessness, also known as Da Yu, Yu is highly acclaimed and appreciated, which made him the third successor, 继位人 and the first leader of the Xia Dynasty. However, there was a say that the relationship among Yao, Shun, and Yu was not as noble as these stories told us. According to some records, the virtue of 禅让 was not as genuine among Yao, Shun, and Yu. It was once said that to become the successor, 继位人 Shun imprisoned Yao, Yu forced Shun to pass the throne down to him violently. The peaceful method 方式 of 禅让 did not actually take place. But the bloody pursuit of power was on display instead. The system of 禅让 did not last for good. Yu was the first and last leader generated by the system of 禅让 After Yu, the Xia Dynasty changed into a dynasty governed by the royal family. Namely, the successor, 继位人 would be always the original leader's son, regardless of whether he has the ability, 能力 or not, which betrayed the spirit of 禅让 that the leader chose the truly qualified one rather than the own blood to take the throne.
After the Xia dynasty, every dynasty in Chinese history followed this rule to generate the successor. Alright, let's continue discussing the connection between the Shan Rang system and democracy nowadays. I'm sure our listeners would be very curious about that. Mm-hmm. Before we discuss the differences between the system and democracy, I think we need to talk about how power affects us in our lives today. Why? We all know that power sometimes really influences who we are. For example, in school, everyone wants to be the queen bee or the king bee. <laughs> or the head of the department, so they can decide and control things. Would you like to share your deeper thought on this? I used to discuss this with my friend when I was in college because we need、uh, to read the Macbeth, and、uh, we both couldn't understand why Macbeth wanted to gain the throne. But now that I have started working. I realize that the power can truly change many aspects of our life. If you want to play a role in a movie, it's crucial that the director likes you. That's why there are many dark stories behind the scene.、Uh, even in our personal lives, back when we were students, some students faced bias from teachers or their classmates. If those teachers misunderstood or were unwilling to help us when we experienced bullying or several like horrible things, it could really affect our emotions and lead us to have negative thoughts about the world, or like business monopolies. It not only dominate entire fields but also exploit people within them. So. Having power is essential in human society, but it also makes many things more complex. Okay, but society itself is already complex. Oh no no no! I should say, where there are people, there's always a mess. I definitely agree that's frustrating when teachers are not willing to help in dealing with the bully issues. Or even cases of like sexual harassment. True. Yeah, it's really unfortunate and unfair for anyone who experienced that. Last week, my friend's friend was sexually assaulted in a foreign country. I'm not going to tell which one. However, the police refused to help them because my friend's friend,、uh, she is a foreigner. Moreover, if the girl wanted to seek justice, she would have to stay in that country for a year. So、um, the principal of her school wanted her to keep it secret and let it go. <laughs> I'm very angry about this, but it is all about power. It's just completely unacceptable.、Mm-hmm. By the way, since we're discussing this topic. I feel that power is not just about the position; it's also about your identity or who you perspective yourself in society. And why do those people think they have the right to disturb your friend? That is one of the thing that I think is so unfair, because they are locals. 
and those who did this probably have power in that area. I'm really sad by this story, and I told my friend that if there's anything I can do for her or her friend, I would definitely do it. Okay, let me calm down a bit. <laughs> yes, you should. Yeah. Let's back to the topic: 禅让 and the democracy of the power. Basically, both are the ways to shift power from one person to another, to someone who is capable, peacefully. It's an ideal way to do it. And however, power shifting is never a simple matter. For example, during the Tang Dynasty. The famous prince Li Shimin, who later became the Tang Taizong, he killed all his siblings to take the position. And the late Han Dynasty, almost all the emperors were poisoned to death. So the Shan Rang system doesn't necessarily align with natural humanity, and that's what it naturally ended. Yes. And during prehistoric times, I don't think that even existed. Giving power to someone outside your family at that time meant that they would hold more power than your own family. So how could you protect your family af- after the power shift or after you die, or you might even end up being killed by the next king? Maybe it was easier in ancient times, since wealth and power weren't as significant as in later dynasties. They were just leading a tribe, not a country. No, no, power is power. It doesn't have to be a big country. Just having enough power to kill you or your family is enough. That's very cool. That's prehistoric times. Okay, let's talk about Shun. The previous leader of Yu, the Great Yu, if I'm correct, since his name is Shun, and it's a part of Xiao Shun, which means filial piety. Ah, <laughs> is there any connection between filial piety and the leader Shun? Yes. So, um, his story is actually the first one in the very famous. Twenty-four filial piety tales that ancient Chinese people admired. Shun came from a poor family, and his father was blind. After his mother passed away, his father married another woman, who became his stepmother. After his stepbrother was born, his father and the stepmother started bullying him together. That sounds like the Eastern and Middle version of Cinderella. Yes, and because his filial piety was so renowned, King Yao at the time married his two daughters to him. Why two? Why not just one? Did Yao want to have the most filial son-in-law to serve him in his old age? I don't think so. Probably he just don't know how to separate his risk, and I think this story is really questionable. Anyway, after he got married, the Shun got married. His parents continued to bully him, which doesn't make sense because he was already married to the two princesses in his country and gained power. But 
they still bullied him. For me, somehow I could understand, because the end of the day, they are still his parents. From the perspective of filial piety, there was nothing wrong, since Shun was considered the most filial person at that time. So, one question: Did his parents still bully his two wives, who were princesses? Maybe since they already became their daughters-in-law. It wouldn't be strange for the parents to bully them in that scenario. So the rude parents, the father and the stepmother, bullied him and the two princesses. They gave him two tasks. One was to extract seeds from the earth, and another is to distinguish red beans from soil beans. Wasn't that the game we used to play all the time during the field trips or retreats? Well, thanks to them, we had a fun game to play. What? Oh no! In the story, actually, since the filial person Shun moved the heaven by his filial piety, the heaven sent an elephant to plow his field and birds to extract the seeds. And ends to help him distinguish the beings. Another Disney princess in ancient Chinese times. This really makes me want to sing a song. Look up, the sun is shining. The birds are singing. The sky is blue. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you ever heard that song before? No. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, I don't know what song is that. But this song was taught by my younger brother's teacher, you know, for kids. How old is he? He's a kindergarten student. Oh, I see. It shows how ridiculous his story is. So after these tests, the king Yao believed that it was the evidence that Shun had passed the test and been moral enough to govern the country. So he passed the throne to Shun, and Shun later passed his throne to Yu, and Yu to his son Qi, and the Qi is the start of the Xia Dynasty. All right, that's all for today. If you like to know more interesting stories of Chinese history, don't forget to hit the follow and click the bell on Spotify, so you won't miss any of our episodes. And feel free to share with us through the comments. We will share your story in our podcast. You can also join our Facebook page by clicking the link below. Also follow us on Instagram, Dahua Chinese. You can also send us personal messages. We will love to hear from you.、Mm-hmm. If you're interested in a clear framework of Chinese dynasties, historical background, art, and lifestyle in different periods. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and give us the five-star rating. Wonderful! Let's see you in the group as well as in the next episode of Dahua Chinese History and Culture Podcast. Bye bye.